0: therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit this is Pastor Rob Chambers of Reedtown Community Church in Newport Tennessee it is our earnest hope and prayer that something will be said or done through word or song that will be a blessing to your heart You pray God's will will be done this morning it is good to see everyone out in God's house this morning my what a number not a vacant pew anywhere except the front two We'll take that, we'll take that. I hope you came this morning for a very specific reason. It's already been mentioned, a little quiet this morning. That's almost understandable. We've had a busy week this past week, a very big holiday season time. People are still trying to recover from uh, that day, and there's a lot of sickness going around. But I urge you this morning... Don't let the year end on a down note. Don't let the year come to a conclusion flat and with no life. I ask you, let's spend these last few days of 9 with Christ on our lips, the glory of God in our hearts, and the Holy Ghost within us. And we'll just bound right into the new year Excited, on fire And looking forward to the things God has in store for us for next year Blessed us immeasurably this year We won't go into that The things God has done for us just, We'll just praise His holy name for what He's done Amen. We'll just praise Him for what He's done and what He's accomplished I want to ask you this morning How many here are wearing something you got for Christmas or you're carrying it with you or you used it this morning before you came to church stick your hand up in the air that's, that's a lot of hands going up those Christmas gifts you got I would be willing to guess that most of them were wrapped weren't they they were wrapped up in some kind of package Pretty paper, bows, ribbon, tape. That's one of the things that when someone mentions the word Christmas, that comes to mind. Packages. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Packaging. 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 Everywhere you look in our society today, packaging, packaging, packaging. Companies will spend more on packaging than they will the product because packaging is what sells. It's the packaging that sells. It's not the product they're selling. It's flashy. It's got to be flashy to get your attention. I'll give you an example. Food. Go to a burger joint. What does the packaging? What does the advertisement look like? Nice big, thick hamburger, lettuce and tomato falling off of it, juicy. Looks like the meat's that thick. What happens when you get it and they put it on the tray? It's about that thick. It's brown, or it's not brown, it's gray. And somebody needs to tell them people, tomatoes ain't supposed to crunch. You're not supposed to eat a tomato and feel it crunching under your teeth. The lettuce is all wilted if you get it. It's packaging that sells. It's flashy. It's what catches your eye. What piques your interest and your curiosity? Most of you have got kids. The boxes, the packaging that their toys came in, bright, shiny pictures of kids laughing, having a good time playing with the toy. But what happened a few minutes after they opened it? The toy's laying over in the corner and the kids playing with the box, wasn't they? Mine do. They forget the toy and they play with the box. There's so many layers of packaging as well. You've got that shrink wrap coating around the outside of it that you cannot get a hold of to tear it off. You have to have a knife and poke it at the corner, and then once you rip it off, whatever the the, the product is, it's on your hand and you can't get it off your hand. And if you ever get it in your floor or in your carpet, you'll never get it up. The static clings so great, you've almost got a, a hard surface on your carpet there from all the plastic that's stuck to it. Then you've got that inner package. You get the outer layer off, there's an inner one. There's two or three layers of that. And finally, when you get all the cardboard and you get out there's one last thing. Some little toy Olivia had, it had what looked like bread ties, four of them in the corner holding it to the car. Those ain't bread ties, man. I thought, well, I'll just grab that thing in my fingers and twist. Carson, you couldn't twist that if you had to with your fingers. I thought I was going to have to go get a blowtorch and cut those things to get them off. It took me 15 minutes to get one little thing unwrapped so she could play with it. And about 10 minutes later, she came to me, you know, Daddy, that toy ain't that much fun after all. Wasn't as fun as she thought it was going to be before she had it. It was the packaging. It was the packaging that got her attention. You ever heard the old expression, you can't judge a book by its cover? That doesn't just apply to books. But that expression comes from somewhere. I'll give you one guess where that expression comes from. Not verbatim, but the idea behind it. Where does it come from? It comes from God. It comes from God. You'll first find it if you look over in Second Samuel. I'm sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. God had sent Samuel out to anoint a new king for Israel. Saul had failed to follow God and God had told him, Saul, you can remain king for the rest of your life, but your, your children, your sons will never hold the throne. It's going to pass to another. And he sent Samuel out to the house of Jesse. To anoint a new king. And when Jesse's first son walks by, Samuel looks at him and he says, Oh yeah, he's kingly. He looks good. Surely this is the one that God wants. And in verse 7, God said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, nor on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Man looks to the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You and I are so guilty in the world we live in today, we look at the outside of something. We look at how flashy it is. We look at how shiny it is. We look at how exciting we think that it is. But nothing is ever as exciting and flashy as what we think it will be once we finally have it. Go to Matthew chapter 23. Beginning with verse 23, Jesus says to the scribes and the Pharisees, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought you to have done and not to leave the other undone. You blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees! Hypocrites, for ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites, for ye are like unto whitened sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanliness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Man looks at the outside. God sees the inside. Each one of us have a soul that God breathed life into and gave us as an individual when we were first born. I cannot see your soul, you cannot see my soul. What I see is your packaging. What I see is the shell that your soul inhabits while it's on this earth. Now I can get glimpses of it. I can get an idea of your soul by the way that you act, by the way that you talk, the things that you do, the way that you behave. I can get some idea of your soul, but I can't see your spirit. God doesn't even look at the outside. God could care less about your frame. What God is concerned about is your soul within. He doesn't worry about the package. He worries about the contents that's inside the package. Jesus is telling the scribes and the Pharisees here in Matthew that no matter how good they look outside, it's what's inside that matters. He first told them there in verse 23, Whoa! In other words, sorrow, sorrow, sadness, great tribulation on them. He said, because they paid tithe of mint and anise and cumin and omitted the weightier matters. He said, you do the little things. You do the nitpicky things. You try to fulfill the law to every little tiny thing that you've added to it. But you don't worry about mercy. You don't worry about love. You don't worry about faith. You don't worry about the important things. You just like to look good in front of others. He told them there in verse 24 that they'd strain at a gnat and swallow the camel. Before a Pharisee would drink water, he would strain it. Didn't matter where it came from. Before he would drink it, it had to be strained because a gnat was considered an unclean animal and you could not consume it. So before they would drink water, they would strain it to make sure they didn't have any impurities in it. But here was the Son of God. Here was the Messiah. Here was the promised Christ that was supposed to redeem Israel and set them free. And they didn't recognize Him. They were worried about the small, unimportant things and the things that meant everything they couldn't see and recognize. And Jesus said, Woe unto you. Woe unto you. It's not the packaging, it's what's inside that counts. He said that they were blind in verse 26. They worry about that which is outside the cup. They're worried about whether a vessel, a container, whether the outside of it was pure. That'd be like you and I. If we wash a cup or a dish, we'll get the outside. But the inside, we don't worry about. How many of you have dishwashers? you got to be careful with a dishwasher, don't you? You put a cup in there. When it's done with its cycle, you take it out, and you just glance at the outside, and it looks clean. But you can look in the inside, and it be covered with grime, and it can be covered with food particles, and it can have old soap suds that have dried in it. You don't want to set that back in your cabinet, do you? You don't just look at the outside of the cup. You look at the inside to make sure it's clean. It's the inside that matters. You and I are the cup. You and I are the vessel. It doesn't matter that we have on new clothes, that we have on a new hairstyle. It doesn't matter that we have our nails painted and we have our lipstick and makeup on. It doesn't matter about those things. What matters is how we are inside. That's what counts. What we are inside. Verse 27, Christ looked at them and said, You're like whitened sepulchers. He said they were unwashed tombs is what he said. They would take a tomb, they would take a grave, and they would paint the outside of it. They would cover it up for hygiene's sake, for appearance's sake. They'd make it look nice and neat and clean. Now that's fine and good on the outside, but what's inside? Dead bodies, stench, corruption, filth. That's what was inside. That's what Jesus compared them to because they were more worried about outward appearance than they were worried about Inside. Someone made mention already this morning. That the world has infiltrated the church and turned the church upside down. The church world has gotten too worried and concerned about what things look like. Worried about appearance. Well, We can't do that stuff. People might think there's something wrong with us. Try it once. People might think you got the Holy Ghost in you. People might think you're saved if you act like it every now and again. People might think you're excited about God. People might think you're excited about going to heaven if every now and again you get a little bit excited. When there's no reaction. When there's not even so much as a teardrop that falls from your eye. When there's no smile ever crosses your face. There's no outward indication. There's no way to tell us from the world. If we dress like the world, If we talk like the world, if we act like the world, if we do the things that the world does, what are we? We're of the world. There has to be something different. We have to appear different. And we can't just appear, we're not going to... You see this coat that I've got on? They don't make these for Christians and for lost people. You'd buy the same coat if you went to J.C. Penney's or wherever it is I got this thing. They sell it to anybody. The difference is in here, is inside. is underneath. When there's something different inside and underneath, there'll be different actions. There'll be different thoughts. There'll be different places that you go. You'll think different. You'll act different. You'll want different things. We worry about how we look, how we appear. We'll buy new clothes, the in fashion, the in style. We'll worry about Makeup, hair fashion. We'll worry about diet and exercise. And the Bible says all things in moderation. You can drive even fitness and, and your health to excess and it'd be a problem. All those things the clothes you wear, the makeup you put on, your fitness program. That's whitewashing. That's what Jesus talked about. That's whitewash. All that does is the outside. You could have a million dollar wardrobe. You can have the greatest uh, makeup person on staff to fix you up every day. You could have the greatest health guru that kept you on the strictest diet and exercise program. Guess what? You're still going to die. And then you're still going to face the judgment. It's what matters in here. It's whether or not you know the Son, Jesus Christ, whether or not you give your heart and life to God, whether or not you've trusted in Him for the salvation of your soul, whether or not you've professed Him, King of kings and Lord of lords, and asked Him to forgive you of your sins. That's what matters. That's what matters. Now this, the last Sunday of this year, the last Sunday of 2009 it seems like last week we had the first Sunday of '9. It's been like that. I know would you start thinking well this happened and this happened and this happened isn't but man it went by fast. Guess what? If Jesus doesn't come back next year, it's going to go faster. Time, is rapidly running out you ever watched an hourglass when you first flip it over that sand doesn't fall real fast because there's so much weight pressing down but as it starts to get fewer and fewer grains of sand on the top there's more sand comes through, Well, now that couldn't be right because it wouldn't keep the correct time yes it does, that's all calculated and considered in An hourglass falls faster the less sand's in the top. Time is going by faster right now because we're rapidly reaching the end of time. You're going to blink and it's going to be Easter. You're going to blink and yawn and it'll be the 4th of July. You blink, yawn, and sneeze, it's going to be Thanksgiving again. It's going to be that fast and that quick. You're going to blink spiritually. And Jesus is going to come back and take the church out of this world. We're that close. It's on the horizon. It's the next thing that has to happen. There's no thing left in prophecy that needs to take place before Jesus raptures the church out everything's done, everything's taken care of. That is the next thing on God's calendar. We look at our calendar and we see, oh, the next big event is January the 1st, New Year's Day. The next event on God's calendar is the rapture. And it could be before Friday comes. We may never see 2010. How is your inside how is your soul this morning don't worry about the package well I'm kind of slow preacher I'm kind of sickly I got aches and pain I ain't worried about the package I ain't worried about the package that's not my bailiwick that's the doctor's. that's the doctor's job I can't fix the outside but I can take you to a man who can fix the inside How's your soul this morning? How stands your soul with God? That's what I'm concerned about. That's what I'm worried about. Will Jesus look at us and call us a whitewashed tomb? Will he look at us and say, you worry about things that are irrelevant and you've forgotten the things that are important, the things that I've taught and told you in my word? If we stood before Christ today, what would he see? Not the outside. He doesn't care about the inside or the outside. He sees the inside, he sees what matters. How's your insides this morning? Ladies, come to the piano, please. I'm going to ask everyone to stand to your feet please this morning and I want you to take a few minutes take just a few minutes this morning and with the idea in your mind that God doesn't see the outside He sees only the inside what does God see when He looks at you? when God looks at your soul what does He see? Is it clean? Is it fresh? Is it pure? Or does he see corruption? Does he see wickedness? lasciviousness, Hatred? Does he see that you hold grudges? Does he see that you always are selfish and want your way in all things? What does God see when he looks at you? And when you realize what God is seeing when he looks at you. come up here to this altar and let's get the inside of the vessel cleaned up let's get it fit and ready pure and holy and ready for the spirit of God to move in we hope that you've enjoyed our podcast presentation if you would like more information about the church or any additional podcast please join us on the web at www.reedtowncommunitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com that's spelled R E I D T O W N Community Church Podcast. Blogspot.com. Thank you, and God bless.